Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Sorry about the noise. My neighbor's sanding his deck. My motto, don't work on your deck. Play on it. Life's good with a Trex deck. Low maintenance with a 25-year residential warranty. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Morning, everyone. Welcome along to the show. It is Tradies News in a Nutshell. Uh, fantastic to be with you. It is, of course, uh, Thursday, the 20th of October, 2022. We are broadcasting through SEN 1170 AM in Sydney, SENQ 693 AM in Queensland, and SEN 1620 AM on the Gold Coast. Your open line number, as per usual, is 1300 01 1170. You can send a text on 04577. 736736 and there is plenty to talk about this morning as well on the show over the course of the next hour before Vossi and Brandy. Vossi um, of course called that game yesterday between Tonga and Papua New Guinea. We're going to have a chat with Vossi shortly as well and get his thoughts on what was a magnificent game. Uh, Tonga just over Papua New Guinea and of course later on today Wales up against Cook Islands. That will be on at 5.30. That will recap the first round of this wonderful first week of the Premier of the World Cup and of course just one day's break and then back in it with Australia and Scotland. Some other news around today as well. We'll have a chat with Chris Perkins in America. Talk all things America. American sport. There's a bit of a talk about the NRL trade window. A lot of cricket news around, as per usual, which we're looking forward uh, to talking about. I watched a bit yesterday. I don't know if you tuned in for it for the Ireland Scotland game. What an interesting game that was. I'll talk to you a bit about that as well. Australia in action, of course, in a couple of days' time. So one three hundred oh one eleven seventy, our open line number, or you can send a text on oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. Good to have your company. Now I mentioned this next man called the game uh, yesterday between Tonga and Papua New Guinea. It was a fantastic game. Ended up being 24 points to 18 just before we speak to him. Let's have a listen to this remarkable last try. It was 18 all with two minutes to go. Let's just have a quick listen to how this last try unfolded uh, about 24 hours ago. For the field goal shot, Luke throws Dubby, goes left, 12 metres out. Kafusi's knocked the ball down. Tokiaho then, they've made an absolute mess of this, the Toggins. They scramble an egg on Totally Wicked Stadium there. And then they get out of it with Kola and kept it alive for Katoa. It was Penasini with a pass. Then over his head. Tokiaho's got the ball. He's kicked to the end goal. And they have pulled out a three. And I think you know where. Yeah, just quite remarkable that ending yesterday in that game between Tonga and Papua New Guinea and Andrew Voss on the line now. Vossi, morning to you. Uh, good morning to you, Dan. Good evening from uh, Manchester, where it is just bang on uh, after 7pm on a night where there's a lot of Premier League on. Yes, uh, there Dan, is. But, yeah, our focus is rugby league for the moment. Anyone you know going to the Manchester United game? 
Uh, Dan, that's a bit of a sore point. Um, everyone. <laughs> yes. Everyone. Yes. Like, I'm seriously talking everyone here for the Rugby League World Cup from referees. Mm. If you hop on to Instagram and all that and follow accounts of referees, of players, of coaches, officials, they are all at Premier League oh, matches yeah. tonight. I tried my hardest to get us a guest for the program. They said, look, I'll do it the next day. Just can't do it tonight <laughs> because they are at Premier League. And, and in particular, it's either Man U mm. um, or they're over at Liverpool tonight. There's, um, there's a handful of EPL games on and those lucky enough to have the night off are going to experience that tonight at the World Cup. Yeah, it's going to be very, very interesting. A shame you can't make it, but you will be having the great company of Brandy <laughs> after 6am. So That's right. That's all right. Oh, oh. Where else would I want to be than in a studio apartment in Manchester, you know, with surrounded by dirty washing and, and papers. Yeah, it, no, it's exactly where I want to be. Exactly, yeah. living the dream. Uh, now, the game last night, well, your time between Tonga and Papua New Guinea, what yeah. a remarkable game. I know you spoke to Jimmy Smith and Brandy shortly afterwards, but what a last-minute try by Tonga. But, I, look, I thought Papua New Guinea played really well. I, I think they, look, on balance... I think they deserve to win, to be honest with you, Dan. I, I thought they had some um, some unlucky calls against them in, in scoring plays. Now, you never know what's going to happen following that. And, and one of the no tries was of their own doing. Mm. Well, Daniel Russell coming into the side for the injured Xavier Coates just could have waltzed to the corner and, and put a toe on the sideline. Um, so that was disappointing for them. But, you know, it was, it was, it was more than gallant. This is the best Papua New Guinea side that I've experienced in my lifetime. So there's expectations on them. They're not just there to make up the numbers this time around. They are, you know, it's it's a decent side that mm. they're fielding. Um, a combination of NRL players and Super League players and then players from the Championship, the, the second tier here in England. Um, against the Tongan side, that was just wall-to-wall NRL stars. I mean, it's a, it, it was a tremendously competitive game, great entertainment, at uh, the ground of the Super League champion St Helens, a 10,000 crowd, decent atmosphere. They're still blowing up about ticket prices here. Mm. And, um, and what happens there is because you've got, the, you've got terraced areas and you've got seated areas, well, the, where the cheap tickets are, the, the cheap seats, they're jam-packed. And then on necessarily in camera shot where the dearer seats are, there's bugger all sitting there. So it probably doesn't relay well. But there was a 10,000 crowd there last night. Definitely the best match of the tournament. To the point where I've seen some articles in the press here today saying, you know, D- does England need to be worried about Papua New Guinea? Because they're on a sort of a collision course in the quarterfinals now. Mm. I think Papua New Guinea could threaten could threaten England, you know. I don't. I don't think they can get complacent. No, I don't think they can either. I thought they were very good, and of course Shane Flanagan, a part of that coaching staff, he's been back and mm. been in the news here back in Australia about potentially joining Manly. You said to Jimmy and Brad, do you think Tonga could potentially go all the way in this tournament? I, well, I, I certainly, yeah, I certainly think they can make the final. I think that um, uh, yeah, they've got some improving to do. The mm. The question mark is how influential their halves can be, um, and, uh, and 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 I'm not I'm not convinced. Last night, the terrific moments for the 18 year old Katoa, the young the young the young fella from Penrith who will play for the Dolphins next year. Tui Lola, he is still a you know a fair performer, but you wouldn't put them in the the class of the halves of the Australians or, or New Zealand. Um, so that's the area. The Ooh. 
just have lost uh, Vossi there. We'll try and get him back in just a second. His line, I think what James, our technician, didn't do is uh, plug the line back in and out. So we'll try and get uh, Vossi back. Just a few issues with his line, but he's right about Tonga, isn't he? Uh, Just fantastic the way they played. They do have to uh, change things around a bit. So we'll endeavour to get Vossi back uh, shortly. Uh, It is seven minutes past five. 0457 736 736 or you can call us on 1300 01 1170 uh, yeah, Vossi, of course, will be along with Brandy, presuming that line is fixed, uh, after 6am on the breakfast show. And plenty to talk about as well. Uh, yeah, and Australia have named their side as well for the game against uh, Scotland. It's 5.30am on Saturday morning. Uh, with Nathan Cleary given his chance to stake his claim for the most competitive and arguably coveted position in the Kangaroo squad. He will make his test debut alongside in Coventry alongside Liam Martin, Isaiah Yo, Matt Burton, Campbell Graham and Lindsay Collins in a game Australia are expected to win in a canter. Well, whilst that may be true, uh, it's still going to be interesting. And what I find very interesting as well... Um, about this whole situation, sorry, just having a few technical issues here, uh, about this whole situation, uh, is the situation um, with Daly Cherry Evans. So Daly Cherry Evans, of course, played last week uh, against, Fee, uh, against Fiji, played well. Nathan Cleary comes in against Scotland. Interesting. Anyway, we'll see what happens with that. 0457 736 736 or 1300 1170. Uh, and that Australian team, by the way, and the numbers have got a lot of feedback on social media again. So let's just go through that Australian team. Fullback is James Tedesco. Uh, he's going to be wearing the number one. Wingers in number nine, Josh Adokar. In number 19, Campbell Graham. Set is Matt Burton. Uh, in number 12, and Jack White in number 10. Cameron Munster will be the 5'8". He's in number 7. Uh, Nathan Cleary in number 14. He's the halfback. Regan Campbell-Gillard in number 6. And Patrick Carrigan in number 13 are the props. Uh, and the hooker, number 20, Harry Grant. The second row is Angus Crichton in number 17. And Liam Martin in 21. And Isaiah Yo will be the lock, 24. The interchange bench is Ben Hunt in 3. Lindsay Collins in 15. Valentine Holmes in 4. And Jake Dravojevic in 5. So well done uh, to all those players making their debut. Now, there is another game in the World Cup, and we might uh, get Vossi's tip a little later on if we can re-establish that line. But one more game to come this weekend, well, this week before a break, before round two. And that kicks off in just over 20 minutes' time between Wales and Cook Island. Wales and Cook Island from 5.30am. That one being played Lee Sports Village Stadium. Lee Sports Village Stadium. So looking forward to that one for you a uh, little later on this morning at 5.30 and we'll keep you across that. That's all for Reem. Does your hot water need replacing? Get one that's steady, hot and strong. Ask your plumber to install a ream. Open line number 1300 01 1170. You can text 0457 736 736. As I say, Chris Perkins coming up a little later on as well. We'll talk all things American sport. I'll give you a T20 update. Uh, now, there's a bit of talk about the NRL trade window as well. But before that, on the open line and on the text, we heard a piece of commentary there from Vossi uh, with Tonga winning 24 points to 18. I want your last, famous last-minute victories, last-gasp victories on 0457 736 736. Doesn't have to be World Cup-related, can be. Can be any sport, can be any time. Your famous last-gasp victories. There's been heaps of them, especially in the NRL, but the AFL, cricket as well. 0457 736 736. 
or one 1170 the open line number. Those are the two ways to get in contact. Your famous last gasp victories and your thoughts on uh, Nathan Cleary as well uh, and the Australian team. And what is going to happen? Do you reckon in that third game, Nathan Cleary will play alongside Daly Cherry Evans? I saw Nathan Cleary on the news last night saying there's no infighting, there's no battle in, uh, internally. It's all made up about the media who will get that halfback jersey. I still think Cleary will be favourite, but it'll be interesting to see. Uh, so 0457 736 736, our open line number. You can uh, call us on the open line, 1300 01 1170. What we'll do is we'll take a quick break. Chris Perkins, not too far away from America. I'll update you on the 2020. And as well as that, a bit of World Cup, a football World Cup news. And Vossi made mention of it. Quite a lot of EPL games across the weekend as well. So we'll discuss that uh, in plenty as well across this morning, actually, at 5. 30 and then another whole heap of games across the weekend. They're literally playing yesterday, today, tomorrow, and then back into it over the weekend as well. So plenty on our agenda. Last minute, last gasp, famous sporting victories. one 1170 the open line number. Or you can send a text on 0457 736 736. It's 12 past 5, 12 past 4 in Queensland. We'll take a break and come back with more. This is Tradies News in a Nutshell. It's good to have you company on uh, this way, uh, Thursday morning. It's the 20th of October 2022. Going to have a chat with Chris Perkins in a second. Uh, asking you your famous last-minute victories on the back of that wonderful win by Tonga yesterday, 0457 736 736. Or you can send us, uh, or you can call us on the open line, 1300 01 1170. This one from Carmelo. He says, doesn't get any more last gasp uh, than the Cowboys win over the Titans earlier on in the year. Yeah, well, that is famous. Probably famous in the wrong way, though, I would uh, say, Camelo. But thank you for the text. Good way to start us off on this Thursday morning. 0457 736 736, our text number. Or you can send, uh, call us on 1300 1170. So, yeah, Wales up against the Cook Islands. That will kick off in around about 13 minutes time from now. And tomorrow on the show, we'll look at the second week of the uh, World Cup, but some interesting games. Australia and Scotland will kick us off at 5.30 on Saturday morning. Then it'll be Fiji and Italy. Two games on Sunday. I like the two games on Sunday, actually. Fiji, Italy at 12.30 a.m. Then England and France at 3 a.m. I tell you what, I know England played very well in their 60 points to 6 win over Samoa the other day, but France were very good a couple of days ago as well against Greece. So it'll be interesting to see. And then uh, throughout next week, we've got a lot of games as well. New Zealand up against Jamaica, Lebanon up against Ireland and Samoa will play Greece, Tonga will play Wales and PNG will take on the Cook Islands. So we'll talk all about that uh, next week on the show and uh, tomorrow on the show as well. Big show, John Gallo will talk all things football. We've got Jack Clifton talking cricket and uh, we'll have Charlie Goodso. He wasn't on last week, but he'll be back. Uh, it is 18 minutes past five. After the next break, we'll have a chat with Chris Perkins, get the latest from American Sport and I'll update you also on the T20 World Cup. Just some news away though from the World of uh, World Cup at the moment. Uh, and this is an interesting one. Now, you may have caught this online over the course of the past uh, 12 or so hours. Talk about a trade window in the NRL. Now, we know it uh, is working. Uh, we know it works in the AFL very well. Of course, uh, Matt Cox, who was uh, Tradies News in Melbourne, he is, of course, the host of uh, AFL Trade. Uh, he does a lot of AFL Trade News as well. Well, the NRL are looking at bringing in the trade window as well. 
So this is what they're uh, saying in relation to this one. So NRL players will only be able to sign with a new club in the final year of their contract under a proposal by the governing body to replace the current transfer system with a trade window. Now, News Corp has obtained a copy of the contract window model, which was sent to the Rugby League Players Association on Wednesday as part of the collective bargaining agreement talks. Under the proposal, recruiting clubs can only sign a player if they are in the final year of their contract. Well, that's a no-brainer to me. I mean, that we've been talking about that for a long time, and I think what does put fans off is the situation where we see people um, being taken by different clubs 18 months before they actually go and play for them. Uh, once they're off contract at the moment, 1st of November, they're free agents. Um, so they'll only be able to do it in their final year of their contract. And any negotiation and contracting must happen after the grand final in the first weekend of October. The window will remain open until Monday before round one. Now, for example, if a player is contracted until the end of 2023, they can only start negotiating and sign a deal to join a new club from October 2023. Uh, in contrast, under the November 1 system, we know players could sign, as I said, a deal up to 12 months beforehand. Uh, around 200 players are set to fly onto the open market for the 2024 season under the November 1 model. Um, but we know if a trade window had been in place, those players, including the likes of Matt Burden, Dylan Brown, and Herbie Farnworth, whose deals expire at the end of next year, would not be able to negotiate and sign until October that same year. It's also been revealed that the Daily Telegraph, uh, by the Daily Telegraph, that two more trade windows are being proposed for players under contract that are seeking a release on mutually agreed grounds. The first is a pre-season window that will run alongside the main trade window where players can move clubs from Monday after the grand final to Monday before round one. The second is a mid-season window that allows players to move clubs from Monday after round 10 to Monday after origin three. The NRL is pushing to introduce trade windows despite a reluctance from the playing group to completely overhaul the November 1 model. Now, Andrew Abdo has come out and said the CBA is about negotiation and compromise, and we are trying to get a better outcome for the game, and we're looking at windows when these transfers and or when new contract negotiations can happen in an orderly fashion. While players have been opposed to change into the current system, it is understood there is a consensus among clubs to introduce the trade windows and have backed the NRL's proposal. What do you make of this? A trade window in the National Rugby League. I don't mind it. I think, and speaking to a lot of fans, look, I, I would say it's no issue if, say, someone, is, in my eyes, there's no issue if someone's playing for your club. And in June or July, um, for some, whatever reason, it may be that the club has signed someone else. It may be that they want to let. Who knows why? There's a whole host of reasons. I don't have a huge issue with someone in July signing to play with another club in March of next year. I don't think that bothers fans as much as we get a situation where a player could sign a contract on the 2nd of November this year to play for a club, a club in 2024, another club in 2024. I think that's got to change. And if in all that, it ends up that we see players not being able to sign until the end of the year, I don't have an issue with it. I know, speaking to Matty Cox, our host of Melbourne's Tradies News, um, and speaking to a few AFL people, they love the trade window. Um, it keeps people very interested as well um, in the sport after the AFL grand final. Obviously, the AFL... Uh, 
don't have any inter- internationals. We've been a bit distracted with our internationals. But what do you make of it? I think the whole thing when we see players talking throughout the season and look, Look what's happened over the past few weeks. Now, Cam Munster now has agreed to say with the Melbourne Storm. But all the talk about Cam Munster potentially going to the Dolphins, um, you, would, you would still hear about it, of course, but it wouldn't be in the news as much as it has been. And there's been other players as well that have been in the news. So what do you make of it? Would you like an NRL trade window to come in next year? I don't have a huge issue with it. What do you think? 0457 736 736 is our text number. Or you can uh, call the open line on 1300 01 1170. Wayne Bennett, he um, is supportive of uh, the idea. What do you think? 1300 01 1170 open line. You can text 0457 736 736. That game between Wales and Cook Island in Lee is not too far away from starting. Both teams just lining up for the national anthems now. Uh, and looks like, again, a semi-decent uh, crowd before Vossi's line dropped. He said about 10,000 at St Helens. He did make mention of the ticketing issues, and I've seen a lot of people on social media complaining about the price of tickets to the Rugby League World Cup. I must admit, I haven't gone in to investigate how much these tickets are. Um, you'd think they'd be wanting to make them pretty affordable, though. Um, but, yeah, as I say, not a bad crowd in Lee for this final game of week one of the World Cup between Wales and Cook Islands. That will kick off in about five minutes' time. We'll tell you about that. Now, just before a break, some concerning news. You might have seen this on social media uh, overnight. Uh, Redcliffe Dolphins Queensland Cup player Liam Hampson uh, has been reported missing while holidaying in Europe with Gold Coast Titans star AJ Brimson. Now, Brimson took to Instagram last night with a plea for everyone uh, with information regarding Hampson's whereabouts to get in contact, claiming he had been uncontactable for 30 hours in Barcelona. So Brimson wrote yesterday, hey guys, bit of a long shot, but hoping someone out there could have any information about Liam, who has now been missing for 30 hours in Barcelona. Please do not message me unless you have any help or info. We are busy trying to message family members, etc. Thanks. So according to the screenshot shared by Brimson, Hampson was last seen uh, leaving a nightclub at 4.30am on Tuesday morning and has not been seen or heard from since. Uh, he's been holidaying in Europe since at least the start of October with a number of NRL stars, including Brimson. Uh, Brimson and Hampson both attended Elite Rugby League uh, Nursery, Kebra Park State High School, and played together at the Gold Coast Titans Feeder Club, the Tweed Seagulls. So, yeah, let's hope uh, he is okay, Liam Hampson. Obviously, um, if you have any information, uh, do get in contact. Liam Hampson's uh, brother, Will, also went on Instagram with a similar message. Uh, just saying, hey guys, hi, hey guys. As I'm sure everyone has heard back home, our little mate Hampo has been missing for the past 30 hours here in Barcelona. And if there's any small chance that anyone knows or has any mates in Barcelona at this time that may or may know or heard of any information regarding his whereabouts, could you message either me or my brother, Will Brimson, wrote. So, yeah, a uh, bit uh, worrying times there. Let's hope everything turns out okay for Liam Hampson, uh, that Redcliffe Dolphins Queensland Cup player who's currently missing in Barcelona. Thoughts with the family and friends. And hopefully it all uh, gets resolved in a nice way. Uh, 26 past five. It's 26 past Four in Queensland, asking you your last gasp sporting victories at 0457 736 736 on the back of uh, Tonga's great win yesterday 
against Papua New Guinea in the last minute. Yeovil Treeman has sent in a text saying, Hi, Dan, the two last gasp wins that immediately spring to mind, the John Eels penalty goal to win the Bledisloe Cup in 2000, and I talked about this just the other day, Michael Bevan's last ball four to beat the West Indies at the SCG in 1996. Yeah, I remember that Michael Bevan one. That was just sensational. That was absolutely brilliant. But, yeah, all uh, the Wallabies as well. John Eels, great text. Uh, 0457, keep them coming in. 0457. 736736 is our text number. Open line, 1300-01-1170. So your famous last-minute sporting victories um, on the back of Tonga. It doesn't have to be World Cup-related. can be anything. Um, cricket, NRL, there's heaps of them out there. Your most memorable, your most famous last-gasp famous sporting victories. And also this NRL trade window that they're looking to bring in from next year. Do you like it or would you prefer to stay with the current system? 0457 736 736 or you can call the open line on 1300 01 1170. After this, we're going to have a chat with Chris Perkins and we'll update you on the latest from the T20 World Cup as well. It's 28 past five in New South Wales, 28 past four in Queensland. This is Tradies News in a Nutshell. And for those avid listeners, yes, I did call it Tradies News in a Nutshell before the break. Uh, it is World Cups in a Nutshell. Good to have your company. It's 27 and a half to 6, 27 and a half to 5. Now, that Rugby League World Cup game has got underway just over a minute. Gone in Lee, and it's Wales and the Cook Islands. Nil all. Wales and the Cook Islands. Nil all. Um, and just before we have a chat with Chris Perkins, these Premier League games as well, uh, four of them underway, and there's one more to come. Uh, we've got Bournemouth up against Southampton, Liverpool hosting West Ham, Brentford up against Chelsea, Newcastle and Everton, and the game that everyone in Manchester, apart from Vossi, is going to, Man United up against Tottenham. That will kick off in around about 45 minutes' time from now. Nil all in all those games that are underway already. 0457 736 736 or the open line is 1300 01 1170. Asking you last gasp famous sporting victories on the back of Tonga's last minute victory against the PNG team last night or yesterday morning our time. A stack of texts there. We'll get to them soon but before that and also a T20 World Cup update but before that let us cross to America. We do that for Ken Arts Hire. Ken Arts Hire makes your job easy. Talk to someone who has taken the Ken Oath today. Chris Perkins is on the line. Chris, a very good morning to you. Oh, good morning. Go Newcastle. Go, go Newcastle New- playing Everton. That's that, that's my Premier League team. Oh, is it? Okay. Well, we've got a. He's not here in, in the office. He's, he's usually in the office at this time. Charlie Goodsir is a big Newcastle fan. Um, so maybe you can speak to him and talk talk Newcastle all day long. Why <laughs> why Newcastle, Chris? Uh, they were the first Premier League team I watched uh, on television back in the mid-90s mm. when when the Premier League started being aired over here in the States. Uh, in fact, the first game I watched was their their game at Anfield in 96 mm. when, when, ironically, Newcastle lost 4-3, but it was one of the most amazing games you could ever watch of, of soccer. Yeah. And I just became hooked on Newcastle. Yeah, well, it's always entertaining. I love watching football, and we're only now a month away from the Football World Cup. That is very, very scary. Seems seems to be coming around very, very quickly. All right, uh, let's uh, talk American sport, though. And a big day and night yesterday and more games to come today uh, with the NBA underway for another year. Yeah, opening opening night of the NBA last night. The the combatants in the NBA finals last summer – they played, not against each other, but they were on the court on opening night last night. Uh, Boston, oh, man, they looked good. They mm. looked really, really good 
126-117 over over the uh, Philadelphia 76ers. I'd like to thank the Philadelphia 76ers <laughs> for costing me 30 bucks because uh, they ruined my Philly special th- multi last night. This is why you I should always Philly teams in a multi. This is why you should always gamble responsibly, Chris. Absolutely, and hey, well, okay. Let's be honest. The other two, the other two parts of the multi were the Phillies mm. who won on the road, and the Philadelphia Flyers beating the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. But anyway, uh, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, they looked great last night. Mm. Thirty-five points each. Uh, the the Sixers, I mean, they they were close for a while. Austin took control in the third quarter. Philly fought back a little bit. I got to tell you though, James Harden, if he ever breaks some other some guy's ankles again like he did last night, does that little shimmy out at the three point line, he better drain that shot, and it better be nothing but twine. Because the one he took last night after doing his shimmy, I think it scraped a little bit of paint off the uh, outside of the rim. Yes, that's all he got. Yeah, it must be good to have the NBA back, Chris. Yeah, I mean, it's good to have all our sports yeah. uh, running right when, now. When we... um, you know, I mean, we'll, we'll have nights where all four, actually, if you count college football as a separate major sport, all five <laughs> major sports going at the same time uh, later uh, the rest of this month. Wouldn't it be good if you could just have every sport going on at the same time? Not maybe literally at the same time because it would be hard to choose, but, you know, every season running at once. It would be great. Uh, major League Baseball playoffs, they continue. Uh, yeah, um, Game Five of uh, the American League Championships or American League Division Series, because this was the series that would not die. Uh, finally wrapped up yesterday afternoon. Mm. Uh, a couple of games got postponed by rain um, to force the series into a day that wasn't even supposed to be. Well, the series wasn't even supposed to be played on. Uh, but the New York Yankees they advanced. They won five one la- uh, yesterday against Cleveland. So we get we get the the Titans or the 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 clash of the Titans in the American League Championship Series hmm. between the Houston Astros, who won like 106 games this year, and the New York Yankees, who won 99 games this year. Uh, that game one of that series, by the way, is tonight down in Houston. So the Yankees they had to play last night, hop on a plane, fly to Houston. Get ready to play tonight, uh, while the Astros haven't played since Saturday. So their pitching staff is very well rested. Uh, so I would say advantage Houston. And, and then in the National League, uh, it's the exact opposite. You've got the, the top two seeds in the American League. you got the bottom two seeds in the National League, uh, San Diego and Philadelphia. Philadelphia, the sixth seed in the National League, Went to San Diego, took game one uh, last night, 2 nothing. Uh, if you want to see a video that's amazing, go check out Kyle Schwarber's home run mm. uh, that gave the Phillies a 2 nothing lead last night. Uh, he got a curveball. He did not miss. Put this thing upper tank at Petco Park. Uh, it would be like watching David Warner hit one to the upper tank of the MCG. That's how amazing this shot was. All right. And I'm impressed with your cricket knowledge that you know who David Warner is. <laughs> I thought I'd throw that one out there for you. I thought you'd appreciate that. Very good. Well done. Uh, latest in the NFL ahead of another big weekend. Yeah, uh, week seven kicks off uh, tomorrow night. We got the Saints and the Cardinals on uh, Thursday night football. 
God, I hope we just have a better game than we have the last two Thursday nights because, uh, you know, as much as I love listening to Al Michaels and Kirk Herbstreet make fun of games, they got to get some new material. So I'm hoping for a better game uh, tomorrow night between those two. And we got a full slate of college football coming on Saturday, uh, including a battle of unbeatens, number five, Clemson playing number 14 Syracuse at high noon U.S. Eastern time on Saturday. First game out of one of the first games out of the gate mm. on Saturday. That's good. That might be the pick of the litter this week in college football. Uh, and I didn't set you your homework as well. I'll let you off this time, but next week um, I, need okay. a, I need a Tom Brady Giselle update, okay? Well, you saw what Brady did on Sunday yelling at his I did see that, line. yes. I, I at least part of that has to be the stress of, you know, of, of you know him going through this. He's he's probably thinking, I get, I I walked away for I left my wife and kids to come back to this crap. Mm. Mm. Although I Brady, in all fairness, I, he did go to Robert Kraft's wedding on Friday, so and, and this practice and a walkthrough, so uh, he may he may bear some responsibility for. The, the pitiful performance on Sunday against the Steelers. Good research without any uh, knowledge, without, without <laughs> any preparation, without any preparation. And just before we let you go, what's this about a very expensive silver medal? Yeah, I saw this story um, earlier this week. Um, the uh, Saturday night, the silver medal in the uh, long jump from the 1936 Berlin Olympics, it was won by uh, Carl Long. It fetched $488,000 at an auction on Saturday night. It becomes the most expensive Olympic silver medal in history. Of course, that 1936 Olympics, and, and the, the reason it was a silver medal for uh, Carl Long was because Jesse Owens won the gold medal, one of his four uh, at the 1936 Olympics. And one of the most endearing pictures of that Olympics was... Uh, Jesse Owens and Carl Long walking arm in arm in front of 110,000 at the Olympic Stadium in Berlin after that competition, uh, and, and included in the 110,000 crowd, Der Führer himself. Of course, the Olympics in Berlin were supposed to be the uh, the crowning achievement uh, of uh, of Hitler's racial policies in in germany and he was completely and utterly embarrassed by a black man from the united states winning four gold medals on german soil all right well very interesting story there chris you you just a fountain of knowledge you come to us with everything thank you mate we will speak again next tuesday i'm sure another big weekend of sport in america will be wrapped up Sounds good. You have a good day. Thanks, mate. You too. Chris Perkins in the United States of America. We will get to your texts in a minute. 0457. There's a stack there, so we'll get to them. 0457 736 736. Or you can call the open line on 1300 01 1170. Just in the EPL, uh, one uh, goal scored, 12 minutes gone, and it is Southampton 1 leading Bournemouth nil. Southampton 1 leading Bournemouth nil. Nil all in all the other games between Liverpool, West Ham, Brentford, Chelsea, and Newcastle. And Everton. Keep those calls and texts coming in. Open line 1300 01 1170. You can send your texts in 0457 736 736. In this Rugby League World Cup game between Wales and the Cook Islands, 11 and a half minutes gone. This one being played in Lee, and it's Wales and the Cook Islands nil all. Wales and the Cook Islands nil all after 11 and a half minutes there. 
Before a break, let's do this. Time to get the latest from the T20 World Cup. Yes, and plenty happening in the T20 World Cup as well. There were some games yesterday. I'll get to the Scotland Island game in just a second. But uh, before that, just a bit of other news floating around. Did you catch this? Australia's backup wicketkeeper, uh, Josh Inglis, is under a World Cup injury cloud after suffering a freak golfing injury yesterday. Now, Inglis was sent to hospital after cutting his right hand when a golf club snapped uh, in his hand, attempting a shot down the fairway. Australia are still yet to determine the severity and whether a replacement would need to be called into the squad. Uh, so if English was ruled out, Ben McDermott would be the favourite to come in unless selectors gambled on not having a reserve keeper for their first choice glove man, Matt Wyatt Wade, and instead opted to bring in all-rounder Cameron Green. Um, and meanwhile, uh, the World Cup uh, with Australia and New Zealand getting underway on Saturday. But on Sunday, and we talked to Matty about this yesterday, uh, Pakistan and India at the MCG, well, they're a bit worried because it looks like it might be raining. We've seen the awful weather in Melbourne over the past week or so, and it threatens to ruin one of the biggest sporting events on the planet. Uh, 100,000 seats sell out at the MCG, but officials are nervously watching the bleak forecast, hoping rain can stay away long enough for history to be made. They only need 10 overs to be bowled for it to constitute a match, but any less than that, and fans would be entitled to a full refund costing millions. Oh, gee, that would be uh, that would be very, very bad. Let's just have a quick look at uh, the Melbourne forecast for Sunday, and that'll be a huge game as well. India, Pakistan, that'll be one of the games of the tournament, at least on paper. Sunday in Melbourne, they're saying showers increasing. That's not a good sign, and I don't think the weather's all that flash in Sydney either for the Australia-New Zealand game. So uh, worrying times for the opening weekend. Well, not the opening weekend, but the opening weekend of big matches in the T20 World Cup. And just on that as well, despite hosting the World Cup, Australia has been handed the worst travel schedule of all 12 teams, with the reigning champions set to compile almost 9,000 kilometres through the air over the next fortnight. So Aaron Finch told reporters last week that some players within the Australian camp were battling fatigue on the eve of their World Cup title defence, and the team would enjoy a couple of days off before the opener against New Zealand. So looking at this, an analysis of the group stage fixtures suggests Australia is right to be cautious in its pre-tournament management of players, with the host due to fly 8,997 kilometres to play their five pool games over a 13-day span. Um, so there you go. This is their travel schedule. So they will play at the SCG this Saturday. Then on Tuesday, they'll play in Perth. Uh, next Friday, Friday week the 28th, they'll play in Melbourne. And then off to Brisbane on Monday the 31st. And then to the Adelaide Oval on Friday the 4th of November. That's a really, really tough schedule uh, for Australia. Now, I, I mentioned just before a break, I mentioned, and Wales, by the way, have scored the opening try in that game against the Cook Islands. So it's Wales 6 after 14 and a half minutes of play leading Cook Islands nil. I mentioned the game yesterday between Ireland and Scotland. I tuned in for bits and pieces of this and I watched the end of it. Thoroughly entertaining. Now, Ireland looked like they were gone for all money. Uh, they were four for 65 before uh, an amazing partnership of 119 runs between George Dockerell and Curtis Camper got them at home with, I think, about an over to spare. Uh, Camper scored 69 off 32 balls and Dockerell 39 off 27. It was their first win of the tournament after crashing to Zimbabwe on Monday and it leaves Group B wide open. They said it was very, very special uh, win. Well done uh, to the Ireland team. It was an amazing last 
hour of that game. And it just shows anything can happen in the T20 World Cup. So Scotland, off their 20 overs, made five for 176. Ireland won with six balls remaining. Uh, 180, they got four by six wickets. Uh, and in the other game last night, the West Indies bounced back after their loss to Scotland, uh, beating Zimbabwe uh, off uh, West Indies, 20 overs. They scored seven for 153. Zimbabwe, uh, Zimbabwe all out for 122. It continues today as well. Three o'clock today, Netherlands will take on Sri Lanka. And at 7 p.m., Brownies team Namibia will play the UAE. So that is the latest from the T20 World Cup. 15 minutes gone. It's Wales 6, the Cook Islands. Neil, we're going to take a break. We will come back with more. 0457, we'll come back with your texts. 0457 736 736. Or you can call the open line on 1300 01 1170. It is 12 minutes to 6 in New South Wales, 12 minutes to 5 in Queensland. This is World Cups in a nutshell. Sure is. They were just looking at a potential try in this game between Wales and the Cook Islands. It's uh, been awarded no try. I think it was a try, potential try to the Cook Islands, but no try. So it remains after 18 minutes. Wales 6, the Cook Islands nil. And we do that for Makita. Don't forget, this season, Makita helps you rule the outdoors. Now, uh, Vossi and Brandy for breakfast coming up very, very soon. 3-11-70 SEN. Padding Heels will follow for our listeners in Queensland through SENQ. 693am and SEN 1620am on the Gold Coast in about an hour's time at 6am local time. Been asking you this morning on the text line on 0457 736 736 uh, your last minute sporting victories on the back of Tonga's win over Papua New Guinea yesterday. Uh, this one from Dan on the text line. France versus Italy Euro 2000 stolen at the death. Yeah, very very uh, good one there. Uh, and he also says Patriots versus Sea Hawks 2014. Uh, thank you for those texts, Dan. This one from Junior Smithy. He says, hi, Dan. Tim Cahill's goal against Japan at the 2006 World Cup. That one from Junior Smithy. Yeah, that was a sensational goal. Loved it. Um, I remember that time with the Socceroos. They made it through from beating Uruguay. And there was a, almost a street party. I think they had a parade. And then that World Cup, so good. I think they played Croatia in that World Cup. And then, of course, came to an abrupt end against Italy. And, of course, the Football World Cup only a month away. Uh, this on the trade window uh, says, hi, Dan. Uh, this is about the NRL potentially introducing a trade window. Hi, Dan. A trade window would seem to be preferable to the current system where players can contract with a new club up to 18 months out. There may need to be some concessions for situations like when a new club enters the competition because having to wait to October before starting to put a squad together is too short a time for that club. Yeah, well, totally agree with that. Um, we've seen that uh, in the Dolphins a, a whole year's been uh, slightly a long time. And I notice uh, Wayne Bennett has, sh- has uh, signed Nathan Fien to his coaching staff. But I do think uh, you have a very good point. I don't particularly like players signing for a club on November 2, saying this year, to play for a club in 2024. Uh, this one from the Chook Man. Hi, Dan. Uh, Michael Bevan. Yes, uh, someone else mentioned this. Michael Bevan cracking Roger Harper down the ground for four on the last ball after we were in huge trouble against the West Indies. That's at the SCG. And we finish off with this one from the Green Keeping Rooster. Morning, Dan. I hope you're well. Last gas. I am well. Last gas wins the Melmaninga try to win game two of the 1990 Kangaroo Tour. That from the Green Keeping Rooster. Thank you for all your texts. Keep them coming in. 
Paul Vossi and Brandy, 0457 736 736. 21 minutes gone in that game between Wales and Cook Islands. It's Wales 6 leaning the Cook Islands nil. Tomorrow on the show, we're going to talk cricket with cricket commentator Jack Clifton. Charlie Goodsir will be here to get his take on the week of sport and what he's looking forward to this weekend. And we'll talk football with John Gallo as well. Vossi and Brandy coming up for breakfast through SCN 11.70am. Padden Hills for listeners will take the first hour. Uh, listeners through Queensland will take the first hour. Then Padden Hills will be with you from 6am local time. Have a great Thursday. Vossi and Brady next. I'll see you for the Friday show tomorrow morning. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.